welcome to Wonder Pod, episode 163. Was supposed to be the non-gaming edition. That's not happening. Fucking bastards is all I'm gonna say. Um, couldn't have freaking held your panties together a week longer. Uh, <laughs> joining me this week, as he always does, he's just taken delivery of some Cheeto-stained Wave Birds. It's Glacinator. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> right, right from Boston. <laughs> saw some baseball yesterday in the park. Did you actually saw go some, to Fenway? Yeah, I went to Fenway yesterday. I put some pictures up on Facebook. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I did see those. Great. Oh, yeah. Lost. It was, they sucked. It was terrible. <laughs> Six two lost to freaking Tampa Bay. Come on. They lost to the Devil Rays. Oh man, that does suck. I'm glad you but went it, though, because it was fun though, uh, because like because they were they were so terrible. People started leaving really early, and we got like the really cheap like standing room only tickets. Right. And, like after every inning, it was like a mass exodus of people that left. And so by like the seventh inning, we were right behind home plate. We just kept like scooching up. Yeah, and hey, you never know. I mean, uh, not to turn this into a sports pod, but first off, I think, yeah, I think going to a place like Fenway, like if I was ever in Boston for any length of time, I'd go catch a game at Fenway if it was baseball season. Even I'm not a huge baseball fan. Yeah, I mean, I'm not either. It was just, it was was like a very special piece of Americana. Exactly. It was really cool to do like the the seventh inning stretch and, you know, sing, let's all go, let's go to the ball game. Exactly. Take me out to the ball game, Yeah. But how would you like? Oh, very American. I need like a bald eagle to fly over, and <laughs> my day would be made. Uh, to watch some Southie shoot it down with a shotgun. Um, yeah, I said it. How would you like to be those idiots that walked out on Game Six of the NBA Finals? Oh, that's true. Yeah, I never. If it's a close game, even like I, I have never. I've not been to. I don't think I've ever been to a playoff game of any sport, but I have never walked out of a close game because I know that that shit tends to happen and has happened in a couple of ga- Giants games I went to. You know, a bunch of people left, we got better seats, and they come back, and you end up getting like four extra innings, you know, to watch and, and to get into. Um, oh, God. But I'm glad you went to Fenway. That's 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 a good one. Um I seriously doubt you'll get Stanley Cup tickets, so you can't go to TD Garden for the. Yeah, that's not happening. Yeah, no. Um, I heard a Game Seven NBA Finals ticket went for nine thousand dollars. One ticket, uh, scalped price, or or reseller price. No thanks. <laughs> and also joining us, and he probably really doesn't care about sports. <laughs> It's John. <laughs> unless it's unless it's pro wrestling, not a whole lot if you call that a sport. Sports entertainment. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's not. Here's my stance: if you can get hurt doing it, then it's it it's at least got to be an athletic endeavor. Mm-hmm. But every time I say that, my golfer buddies have a shit fit. But it's like, well, you can get hit in the head with a ball or a club if you're playing with me. Um, <laughs> well, kind of like video game controllers, I tend to treat golf clubs the same way. They make me bad enough, and I throw them. Um, hey, they're rental clubs. I don't ever buy my own set. What are you, nuts? 
<laughs> That'd keep me from, just like video game controllers these days, that'd keep me from throwing them, actually, on my But so, so to me, sports entertainment kind of falls somewhere, professional wrestling kind of falls somewhere between athletic endeavor and actual sport. Yeah, I, I, I know it's not a competition. It's, you know, unless you count the entertainment business side of trying to get ahead and, and be the top star, but it's not a... It's not. It's not a game to play for points or nothing like that. So you know, but it's fun. I, 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 it, it's an age old. It's an age old debate. Well, and on top of that, I mean, I guess, I guess the way society's going, that ass kissing may become an Olympic event someday. Mm-hmm. If so, then there's a lot of WWE superstars who will be bringing home the gold. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> oh come on, because you know it. I mean. I'm using the polite euphemism because you know it goes on um, in in any kind of business like that. Sure. Um, well, actually, funnily enough that we're kind of wandering into that tangent because, believe me, we're covering an industry where so much goes on behind the scenes that we're never going to be privy to. <laughs> but, boy, sometimes the results are spectacular. <laughs> um I don't think it was ass kissing though. I think it was ass beatings with a paddle, <laughs> religious <laughs> ones. Um, but we'll get to that part of the show a little later. Um, who who played something else besides Animal Crossing this week of the two of you? Mm, I've played a, a little bit of other stuff. <laughs> He's been uh, in like this Buddha quality Zen. You don't even know. Like I have found my mountaintop. He has. <laughs> I'm sitting there cross-legged playing this game. It's invading everything. Like I almost feel like a communist in the fifties, like I'm hiding from McCarthy because I don't own a three DS and I'm not playing um you know, I'm not playing uh, Almost said little people. I don't know where the little people came from. Join um, us, Bruce. Yeah. Join us. Actually, to be quite honest, that's what it feels like. It feels like <laughs> Night of the Living Dead. I turn on Twitter, Facebook, Google Plus, Clout, <laughs> by email. <laughs> yeah. You know, Somebody, somebody's looking for a blue bed, guaranteed on anywhere you look. And I have to admit, I will say this before we turn you loose, John, because Glacinator's going to go second. Um, I have to admit, all the screenshots I'm seeing and all the diverse variety of people I'm seeing playing it proves what Pat, our very own Pat Man, who's now confined to a van, um, I'll eventually run out of shit to rhyme with that, um, has said all along from the first time we did, probably close to the first episode we did the show, it's about fun. You know, because I'm seeing people in my various social media who are known to be either just hardcore FPS guys or hardcore, you know, RPG heads that have a 3DS and are are are, are driving me absolutely batshit crazy with the amount of tweets and, and posts of, I caught this fish today. Oh, and by the way, that is the only thing I will give, I will knock Animal uh, Crossing newly for some of those fish puns. Or anarchism oh, yeah. inducing. I love them. I mean, I love a good pun as much as the next guy. I am a giant dork and will laugh at almost anything. But when you read five of them in a row, your brain starts to just malfunction. <laughs> well, well, don't forget the the bug puns too. 
I haven't seen as many of those. See, apparently more people are into fish at the moment. Although they were having some kind of, on my Google Plus friends, they were having some kind of round-robin bug-catching tournament at, yep. at one person. Yeah, last village. Saturday was a bug tournament. So. Oh, so this was a, like a game-wide thing. Yeah, game-wide event, yeah. Yeah. Well, apparently all like four or five people, the uh, people I follow and are friends with on Google Plus, Five, four to six of them were all at this one person's village taking part, and so now I'm picturing all these little guys running around netting each other and not catching many bugs because there's so many of them running around one down. I admit it's 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 not worth it to me to buy a 3ds for, but if I had a 3ds, I would be joining the the rest of the yogis on top of their mountains because it it does appear to be an incredible amount of fun for people of all ages mm-hmm. uh john before you get into anything else you've been playing I, I there is one thing i do want to question you about with with games you've been playing okay i saw a facebook post or a twitter message mm-hmm that young Peter may have gotten a hold of your 3DS and Havoc. <laughs> what I want All further right. explanation of this and tell the audience what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right. So in Animal Crossing, uh, you know, you you know, you you are your your avatar, and things that you do in the town have a, have an effect on uh, on your t- you know things you do have an effect on your town. So if you dig a lot of holes or if you cut down your trees or if you, you know whatever things you do that will affect the opinion of you in your town uh and you know your overall rating and stuff and you know you have an inventory you're constantly managing you know your pockets are full of stuff and that so anyway um i've been i've always been since you know i knew i, knew I was going to buy animal crossing and peter has been playing my 3ds a, a lot i've been wondering if he should play play it or not because it's the kind of game where things get upset. There's a, a fair amount of work to kind of correct it. And what happened to me the other day, uh, what, what I had done with Animal Crossing is that I had, rather than putting it on the main screen uh, of like of games and, and whatnot, I, I kind of hid the icon in a folder. So I, I, downloaded, it, I downloaded it from the eShop. So I could, I could put the, the icon wherever I wanted to. So I hid it in the demo folder where he, he, he never checks. And we were driving home from. Uh, actually, we had gone to the supermarket, and um, and he was, you know, as usual, he was playing in the back seat. And what I had done um, is that <laughs> at work, I, I usually play it for about twenty minutes at work around lunch, during my lunch break. And uh, and what I had done, I rather than close the folder and and then close the lid uh, on the DS, uh, I had left that folder open. So when he when he handed it over to him, he opened it up. He said, "What's that, Daddy?" And he clicked, and it goes. Then on the top screen, you see the little the little picture of the dog or the or bunny rabbit, whatever that thing is. And uh, he's, you know, "What's this?" And he so he presses the the leaf, loads it up, gets into my town. So I'm driving, and you know, I'm, I'm not really noticing what's going on. You know, I said, "What do you?" I said, "What do you got, Peter?" And he says, uh, "I got a, a bunny rabbit." And I said, "A bunny rabbit? What what the hell is he playing?" And I said, turn off the sound. And he turns up the sound, and I can hear the background music of Animal Crossing playing. And I'm like, oh, God, he's going to, you know, just start wrecking shit in my town. Because he doesn't know. He just, he just doesn't know, right? So, so the next thing I hear, you know, he's like 
fiddling with buttons. He keeps pressing the X, which is the menu open, menu close, menu open, menu close. And he's, Daddy, this is not, what's, you know, Daddy, what's happening? I said, yeah, just don't press any other buttons. And then he ended up pressing the direction on the D-pad, which brought up the, my shovel. And so I hear, shk, shk, shk. He's just, he's just digging holes, <laughs> and digging holes over and over. So what? He's digging up flowers. He's putting, you know, just making a mess of everything, and then he and and, I, and I'm I'm kind of powerless. So I, I had to, I would have to pull the car over to reach back and grab it because <laughs> I didn't want to go off the road. I'm kind of panicking, right? And uh, I'm at a stoplight, and that's and I think that's when I I, you know, I I I wasn't gonna yoink it from him. And so I I sent a quick text to Facebook. Oh God, he's got my 3ds. He's got my Animal Crossing. <laughs> <laughs> and then I and then sort of light, put my phone down. Lights turns green, and, and I'm heading home. And uh, next thing I hear, he's got you know, I can hear him go through the door of the store where the bell clinks, and then the the, the you know the discussion. And then next thing I hear is, you know, in the menu, select something, and then the money, ka-ching, 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 ka-ching. So he's <laughs> he's selling all the stuff in my inventory, all these you know uh, fish I wanted to donate, and my. And my uh, my fossils and my two all my tools were gone. When we got when we got home, he was still playing it, and I managed to get it from him when, to go do when he did something else. And um, I just I just surveyed the damage, and it was it was just a complete shithole mess, right? I've got <laughs> a brainstorm. You want to get even with your gamer buddy who's wrecking your day? We'll rent you a toddler. <laughs> totally. Here's what you do. You turn them loose on their favorite gaming device. <laughs> and for a nominal fee, you can give back the toddler. See, that, 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 that's how the fee works. <laughs> After he's wrecked everything and you wanna, you're pulling your hair out because you don't want to deal with a child anymore, if you pay us, we'll take the toddler back. Otherwise, he's yours to keep. Okay, so with some of the parents out there, that might not fly. But, but truthfully, I applaud you, John, because I don't know. Well, first off, I don't know how my parents let me live to be 18, let alone I don't know how. Well, no, because I basically did that with real life stuff, mm -hmm. tools and things. I was always very interested in taking things apart and seeing how they worked. Mm -hmm. um, that tends to get a little more costly than a wrecked Animal Crossing say. <laughs> anyway, but at the same time, I applaud you for not <laughs> wrecking your car or losing it entirely. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, it really, you know, it, in the big picture, it wasn't so bad. And then I, in a, in a, in, you know, my, the light bulb goes off and I said, and I, and I figured, well, maybe I'll just turn it off without saving, and then I forget. I forgot that when in Animal Crossing, if you if you exit the game without saving, uh, and the next time you turn it back on, the mole man, Mr. Uh, Rossetti, pops up, and and you know, if you do like the first time, and especially here, he was very cordial. He's you know, oh, I noticed that you. You didn't save when you turned off your 3DS, and you know you probably shouldn't do that. But the more you do it, the 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 more uh, abusive <laughs> Mr. Rossetti gets, and scary. And so I, I got my first warning from Mr. Rossetti. I don't know. I I, had heard, I think we talked about it maybe that they kind of tone it down for this game. Um, but 
that being said, you know, I I, I got a, I got a very sudden reminder of of all the times that he totally blasted me back in, in the GameCube days when I played it on that one. Well, the GameCube era one, and I've only played that for like ten minutes at most. He sounded like Joe Pesci from Goodfellas. I mean, <laughs> the way he was written. Yeah, and oh, and by the way, for the for you doubting Thomases or oh, I took stuff apart as a kid. Yeah, according to my folks, this is from them. This is not me. I don't remember this. I took apart a skill saw uh, <laughs> when I was four, completely apart. In fact, my father <laughs> still has it in a box, and I am reminded of it. Every, and he will not let me put it back together. I know how to put it back together now, some period of time later. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe we should be lucky that children today just mess up video games. Yeah, I don't so even one of, know how one much of these that. Day, one, of the, one of these days, I think Peter's probably going to get into Wanda's scrapbooking stuff. She doesn't keep it out of reach very well. <laughs> so I'm, I'm waiting for that day to happen. That Is he going to do? I, and I don't want to turn this into children pot either. But I gave myself a haircut. <laughs> When I was five, I think. And that one I remember. Because I have naturally curly hair and my mom thought having me having it fairly long, i.e. semi-afroed when I was a child, was great. And I have never wanted it that way from my first recollections. And my mother made the fatal error of leaving a pair of scissors on a, like a stool in a bathroom. And she was, I was only out of her slightly for like five minutes and I had cut half of my hair off. Nice. <laughs> so that was my first buzz haircut at age five. Uh, because I, <laughs> so yeah, scrapbook or glue himself to something. Yeah, that could yeah. be, that could be kind of, the good news is John. I lived to be an adult. I learned from my childhood memories, mostly yeah, when they were right. told to me by my parents. <laughs> <laughs> um, I kind of take a politician's attitude. I don't remember it, so it didn't happen. I think that's why there's a skill saw in a box around here, because that is my attitude. Okay, so we've screwed around enough. What else besides saving your city from rampaging Peter have you been playing this week? <laughs> I will say one final thing about Animal Crossing. I'll let Glaze take over at, uh, a little bit later. But um, that game has so many different ways to play and so many different little systems. Like, if you want to play that game as a fishing game, you could probably get hours and hours and hours out of that. And, you know, as time goes on and the seasons change, like, you could play a fishing game. Or if you just want to play a bug collecting game. Or if you are into just items for your house, furnishing your house, like, and now they've added stuff like building um, new new place new things for your town. Like you can do a whole land development stuff, like putting in bridges and benches and parks and all kinds of stuff. It's they they really. I mean, on the surface, it seems like such tedious stuff, and in a way, it is. But you know, you could play you could play the stock market with the with the, with the turnips. Like uh, you know, you plant your turnips, and, then, and you know, depending on the day of the week, they might you could get a lot. You could sell them high, you know, buy low, sell high kind of stuff. It's, there's, there's a lot that goes on in that game. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's quite something I, I just, I just kind of forgot. I thought it was as simple as, oh, catch a few fish and get a few, 
few butterflies, but you know, I mean, you can make it as complex or as simple as you want, and so that's a pretty cool thing. So, like you say, for any any age, you know, it really can apply. So, other than Animal Crossing, uh, I've been sticking to the Nintendo products. To be honest, I've been playing uh, Mario Galaxy Two. I finally got it back from uh, from my friend who had who had borrowed it, and I was really interested to see whether or not um, it, it got that graphical upgrade. That I talked to, that I mentioned before when you play Wii games on Wii U, and um, someone I I had read online that it was even more pronounced than than the original Mario Galaxy, and it really wasn't um, that noticeable of a difference between one and two, but it, but it was a fair bit sharper. Um, but but yeah, Galaxy Two is is a pretty cool game. I, I like I like the simplified interface rather than. That hub world, you know, the bit giant ship where you had to walk around and stuff. This one is just a map where you go boom, 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 level by level by level. So you can kind of progress a lot more quickly and, and less tediously. Uh, I haven't hit any swimming levels yet. So I, with, you know, and Peter's playing with me. So I don't know whether or not. Um, I mean, I don't remember. I don't remember if they improve much over over the over the Mario Galaxy one, where it's a little bit annoying. And then finally, uh, sticking with Mario, uh, because I guess of E3 and the Mario uh, 3D Land announcement, 3D World announcement, sorry, and and the arrival of of uh, new uh, su- new Super Luigi U for uh, for Wii U that came out today. Oh uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Place is not muted. Twenty dollars from you, Placenator, you're not muted, dude. Oh, whoops! whoops. I thought you <laughs> Everyone's talking basketball in here and chicken wings. So, sorry, I don't know. <laughs> I was I was just hassled to pay for chicken wings. Play, so. Playing basketball with chicken wings? No, they're going to watch the the final game, or is it the final game? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. That's game said, yeah, I watched the final game with chicken wings, and so I just got recruited to contribute to the chicken wing fund. Even though you're not going. No, but I still want chicken wings. <laughs> yeah. Good man. Good man. Uh, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, not you, because guess what? As soon as that game starts, I'm going to be watching the live scoreboard over here on my other monitor, too. So. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was just going to say I was, uh, I was playing New, New Super Mario Brothers. U. Uh, I'm because of, because of the because of those reasons, the release of the of um, Super Luigi U, actually, um, more importantly. So, yeah, uh, I, can't, I can't say much more about it other than I, I think the game is somehow getting easier as it goes on. I don't know whether it's because I've, I'm I'm a little more uh, used to the controls and you know more seasoned with it. I don't know if that's what it is, but but you know I I, I remember saying when I first played that game how 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 much how uh, tougher it was than uh, than previous new Mario Brothers games and yeah you know I'm in I'm in the second last world up in the clouds and kind of I won't say breezing through but it's definitely not making me curse and swear like uh, some of the previous worlds were in the like the ice one and the you know uh, and that was world 3 so this is you know world 7 and uh, yeah I I'm, I'm still enjoying it of course and but yeah I'm gonna try, I'm gonna try to finish that before I get Mario. Uh, sorry, Luigi U, and that, what that is is an expansion pack or D, uh, expansion DLC pack 
for 20 bucks, uh, you download the pack, and it's got, I think it's like basically a whole new game. But each level is only 100 seconds long and and tougher. And you know, it's the same art assets, but it's but it's a whole new game, basically. And and you and it's 20 dollars to download as a DLC pack add-on, or you can buy the disc. I think in August sometime uh, for 30 bucks. So and and where you don't need you don't need the first game to play it. So you know, it's pretty cool. And that's it. All right. Swami from <laughs> wherever the hell you are. Um, the wing, the wing I'm, man. I'm running out of jokes, and it's only fucking 20 minutes in. Uh, that's probably a good thing. <laughs> Tell us what more you found to love about Animal Crossing. Okay, but I actually won't talk about Animal Crossing to start off with. Fancy okay. enough. Whoa, watch out. But, uh... Since I'm in Boston for the summer, I've been carrying around my DS with me when I go to work and when I just go to places, you know, to walk around. And I carried it with me to, to Fenway yesterday. And so I've been doing for this, this for the past two weeks, and I forgot to talk about it last week because I was so obsessed with Animal Crossing. But uh, the DS has a feature where if you pass by someone that has their DS on as well, there's this thing called Street Pass, and your DSs exchange information back and forth. And so for the most part, it just adds that their me on their DS to your me plaza on your DS. And so you can like see like what their character looks like, what game they're most likely playing right now. Uh, what else? Uh, you can also exchange like puzzle pieces and you can play like find me with them as well. Um, what else can you do with, I mean, it, you can it just basically exchange information. But the cool thing is that besides the me plaza, it also, uh, you can also exchange information between other games. So, like, I've already had updates from, like, Time Trials and Mario Kart uh, level runs and New Super Mario Brothers, uh, Animal Crossing houses. That's the cool thing in Animal Crossing is that you can, like, switch out, or not switch out, but they can add their players' houses, like, to, like, this housing field thing that's north of your town, and you can go in there and check out other people's buildings and what they look like and what items they have. You can buy the items that they have. And they have, like, a little towel... Everyone has their own little title card, and you can exchange information. And so for the past week, I've run into the same guy. Like, I haven't physically run into him, but I've passed him three times. And if you run into the same guy more than one time, you can start to exchange, you know, private messages, which, whoa, Nintendo, getting risky there. But so the first message I sent was like, hey, what's up? I see you're playing Animal Crossing. And he's like, yeah, it's a lot of fun. And I was like, we should try playing sometime. He's like, yeah, we should totally do it. And then today I just sent him my friend code. And so hopefully he'll send me back his friend code and we can exchange information. Even though I've never seen this guy in my life, uh, I mean, I can just add him to my DS, which is super cool. Uh, plus, the DS is also, the 3DS is also a pedometer as well, so it's counting my steps. And when you get steps, it gets play coins that you can use in certain games. Like at Animal Crossing, you can buy fortune cookies with play coins and get special items, which is how I got John his uh, Pikmin hat, which I hope he's still wearing. Uh, yep. I mean... All right. Uh, also, is there anything else with Street Pass? I, I'm not sure if there's anything else that's to say. I mean, basically, you're just exchanging information and getting you know more people into your game. It's just it, it helps to revitalize. I think a lot of older games that I haven't touched in a while. You know, like I haven't pulled out Mario Kart in forever, but you know because I had exchanged information, you know, I pulled it out again just to see like what the interactivity was with that. So that's been really fun to to play around with. Okay, so that was Street Pass. Animal Crossing. Okay, so I probably have like 70 hours 
Thomas oh right now. Oh my fucking god. That's that's like a minimum estimate. <laughs> it, might, it might be more than that. <laughs> uh, and uh, have you gone to the island yet, John? I uh, I just got there the other day just for a quick tour. Picked up a few, a couple pieces of fruit that I didn't have and uh, and zip back. Didn't really spend a lot of time. Okay, well, I've been spending most of my time on the island, which is actually a really quick way to boost your your money revenue. Uh, on the island, like this is tropical island, you can take a boat to, and you have this singing turtle that sings songs to you, which I I really like the songs. They're very very sappy, but you know, wise, I guess. It has a sort of Animal Crossing charm to it, where it's it's kitty on the outside, but like it actually is very adult underneath, like in terms of what the game is trying to tell you to do. But in, anyways, on the island, uh, there's a bunch of rare bugs. You can get giant Hercules beetles, Atlas beetles, uh, all kinds of sharks in the water and everything. And you can buy like a wetsuit, and uh, you can swim. It. You can actually swim in the water and catch stuff like you can dive down the water and catch stuff which is really cool and all the all the animals that you get out there are super rare and they're year round and like they can sell for like upwards of like $17,000 bells whatever you want to call it and so like I've been boosting ridiculously off of this island just going back and forth with animals and selling them to to the store and I've already have like three upgrades on my house uh I I made another bridge uh added some light posts to my town it's, it's starting to vaguely resemble like a laid out town it's just that the only thing is, is that in this game the villagers build their houses in very weird spots like uh especially th- there's been a lot of posts on the reddit animal crossing page where people are just complaining about where animals will build like they'll build like one foot away from your front door and you can't get out your house like conveniently anymore or they'll build right in front of a bridge Thankfully, I haven't had that problem, but for some reason, like, they're all building in the same peninsula area on my map. So, like, there's, like, seven houses that are right next to each other. It's almost, like, become sort of, like, this Animal Crossing ghetto, <laughs> which is, is terrible. But, like, I can't really maneuver over there because everything is so compacted and I can't plant any trees. It's, like, just, just this barren wasteland of houses where all these animals walk around. So, like, I'm on, I'm on this nice little river corner by myself, and, like, the other side of the map is just desolate mess <laughs> so it, it's it's interesting to deal with it that way but uh, I, that is one complaint i do have about the game is the way that animals build houses it is quite annoying um also you can uh after you upgrade enough things in your town and buy enough objects to place around town you can start to buy shops and so just last night uh i went to the post office and i the post office lady told me that i could uh I went to Town Hall, and the Town Hall lady told me that I could build a dream shop. I have no idea what this does at all yet, but it's like an actual shop that gets built, you know, outside of your town. So you're like you're contributing to get more items, or I guess it sells items. I don't know what it does, but I mean, it's just really cool how much this game expands off of what you want to expand. Like I could have not have bought the town, the the shop, if I wanted to. I could have just kept saving up for you know to donate to donate to work projects or to pay off my house loan. But, you know, it's like, like what John said about all the different play styles, you know, there's people that just fish. There's people that just, you know, build their house up. There's people that just plant flowers and there's people that try to do everything. I try to do a little bit of everything. And that's what I like about it. It's very, it's very easy going, but I still feel like I'm doing a lot at the same time, even though I'm just pressing buttons on a screen, which is a lot of fun. 
uh, I don't want to bore you guys to death, which I probably already did, so I'll probably stop talking now. Probably, unless I can think of anything else that I did. Uh, I haven't been to anyone else's town yet besides John's, but hopefully uh, I'm going to try to do the internet connectivity thing with the island later today. Uh, what you can do is when you go to the island, you can turn on your Wi-Fi on your 3DS and you can play like these little mini games uh, with other people online on your 3DS. So you can play like a bug catching mini game. There's a fishing mini game. There's like a mini game where you hit a robot with a hammer. Uh, there's fossil games. So I'll let you know how that goes next week. So hopefully I'll do that tonight. But really Animal Crossing and just messing around with street pass is all I've been doing this week. Okay, so from what John's saying, this sounds very much MMO-ish, which is further evidenced by the amount of MMO heads in my guild that are just obsessed with this game, like Glacinator level of obsessed. And then 70 hours is what I put into the average single-player standalone RPG. Just for frames of reference... <laughs> Of what Animal Crossing can become. I am not making fun of it. I am not endorsing Well, I am endorsing it. Because <laughs> observing this, kind of like, you know, I don't know, kind of like Jane Goodall observing the, the apes. Um, I couldn't think of a newer animal person that wasn't dead. Uh, it, it's, it's fascinating to me. And if I had a 3DS... That's what I told these guys before the show, was that it's not enough to make me run out and buy a 3DS, but if I'd had a 3DS, um, probably after last week's episode and what I've seen on social media, I'd be playing Animal Crossing, because it has MMO elements. I mean, now, where we'll need to maybe worry uh, with Glacinator is I have put in, and this is with huge breaks, people, so don't panic, I have put in over four characters, only one of whom is level 80, about 335 hours into Guild Wars 2. <laughs> um, oh, that is nothing, John. I mean, I haven't. Been, I don't <laughs> play that game that much right now. Like, I, I haven't played it in probably three months. Um, there are people with close to 1,000 hours in, in that game. Um and it's the one I reference the most because it's the one that tracks your hours and you see it every time you log in. Um, well, like, for example, uh, with Worm Online, I think I've got 61. What did, no, it's more than that now. It's about 70 playing days, so whatever that is, <laughs> divided by 24 or times 24. Um, but So that's when we'll have to maybe have an intervention for Glacinators when he reaches, like, endgame MMO levels, because it probably takes a hundred hours. I'll, I'll let you know. I'll let you know, I promise. <laughs> I bet it will, but that's the thing. But again, and this is something else I wanted, I wanted to get on the in the actual show rather than just um, saying it, you, you know, in our pre-show stuff, was the, uh, if it's, you know, we always talk about fun um, as as being the, the key determining factor with games. I mean, our very own Pat Mann has been talking about it. Okay, we won't talk about how many hours I've been playing Worm Online. Um, if that number is correct, fucking I'm not telling you that. <laughs> um, but Pat Mann from like probably episode two at the latest talked about games being fun. 
And it's something we lose, you know, sight of a lot of times. And that's what Animal Crossing is. I see no bitching and complaining. Outside of I have seen some of the stuff Glacinator's talking about of, of animals building... Or, or, you know, the, the the little NPCs building in stupid spots. And I bet that bugs Glycinator even worse because of our Minecraft um, experiences. And, <laughs> you know, and, and kind of more the orderly way you build in Minecraft when you're city planning and things. Um, but but I, find, I find it just fascinating just observing. I'm almost having as much fun observing these guys and listening to them talk back and forth. Um, as for me... Um, I've been playing more Warm Online, but they had their big 1.1 summer update, um, and it broke the game again. Uh, it, these Java-based companies really need to learn to finish or get them as bug-free as possible before they release these updates. It's just ridiculous for a game I pay money for which I don't do very often, and I'm not going to be doing for much longer if they don't get their shit together. Um, I, on top of that, I have been playing more Rift. Um, I like it, but I play so many MMOs these days that it's really difficult to get me to sink my teeth in unless it's got some really compelling feature sets. Uh, Rift's kind of on the line right now as is Neverwinter Nights, um, both of those games. I've been playing some more Star Wars Online, or uh, the Star Wars The Old Republic, and then, because it was on a Steam sale, um, I picked up The Secret World. Now, the reason I picked that up, it was like 15 bucks, I think. It's It, too, is an MMO. It's a modern-day MMO with guns and all that, fun modern day stuff but what's fascinating about the secret world is the the quests and the objectives that you take on require some thought i mean you can use walkthroughs you could use all kinds of things but it's definitely set up in such a way that unlike a lot of other mmos where you're just trying to get to the end game get all the coolest gear you can get and go dungeon raiding the secret world is about the ride. It's a, it's about the journey, to use another cliched term. And I'm really kind of waffling on whether or not I can train my brain to play this kind of MMO. I mean, it looks great. It runs great. It's fun. Um, once you get used to the combat, it, it's really great. I wish there were sniper rifles in it, but there are not. That kind of torques me off. Um... But other than that, I, I just don't know these days with the kind of MMOs I play if I'm patient enough. Uh, Worm Online, to bore you even more, has kind of got me trained to where the secret world may work out for me. But I figure with the hullabaloo and ridiculousness going on in the console sector and there being no fucking games, you know, I, I'm just going to investigate as many MMOs as possible. Find some that work. And that's the thing. They're all free to play. I mean, I paid 15 bucks for The Secret World, but there's no subscription. So they can stay on my hard drive. I can play them when I want, not play them when I want. I, you know, I can get remove them from my hard drive, download them again later. It doesn't matter. You know, your characters stay there. So I'm kind of of the opinion now that I'm just going to bop from one to the other to the other to the other 
eventually I'm going to make some time to play some Alan Wake and some other things I picked up from GOG and, and Steam, but but for now, I mean, it's just a lot of these guys are going free to play, so I'm kind of jumping in and seeing what's there. Um, so, and, and uh, oh, oh, and finally, um, we did some remodeling here in the house, and we added a huge cabinet, um, except that the cabinet slash kind of wall unit thing was not designed to take the old crappy 26 CRT, 26 inch CRT TV that we used the Wii with. <laughs> so I finally found an LG 32 inch TV at a price that, that was reasonable to me um, for what it was going to be used for initially. So got that. And I hooked up the Wii, and I've been playing Wii Sports and Wii Sports Resort. And just kind of dicking around, what I do is I play it, I usually play like tennis and baseball about 25 to 30 minutes every morning. Um, it it kind of, I'm finding that when I do that, it's kind of starting my day off on a better foot. Um, and you get some exercise, I won't say a lot, unless you play tennis the way I do. Um <laughs> Well, I played tennis when I was a kid. <laughs> I was a John Mac John McEnroe protege. Let's just put it that way. Um, but here's what was funny, and here's what I did not think about. While the Wii is SD, and so you know, not the high definition Zoot Capri fucking resolution, it looks a lot better on that 32 inch than it did on a 26-inch CRT. What I did not factor into that equation was my dog, Sophie. Now, she's a cow dog breed, and she's very intelligent, and she's also very curious. So far in my mornings of playing Wii Sports or Wii Sports Resort, I have had to grab her about four times because she wants to put her front paws up on the cabinet. Uh-huh. And watch the tennis match from close range. <laughs> this dog watches TV. We have seen her watch like TV, TV. A deer comes on, a dog barks, you're watching a cop show. Like, I kind of like Alaska State Troopers in the first 48 hours, um, you know, kind of like reality procedural shows. And like a police dog barks. And it, I, I'm okay with her being near the 32 inch because it's. The way this cabinet's built, it's set up far enough she couldn't do it any damage. It's when she does it with the big 44-inch Sony that I get a little terrified because that's not on as good a stand. Now, she's never done anything other than jump up there and watch or want to know what that is. But for you dog people or, or people who don't think dogs are very intelligent, I can assure you <laughs> that... They may not be as intelligent as some people like to claim, but they definitely are curious. And in fact, John, since I'm, since I was the only one around this morning, the only one here, I let her keep her feet up there for you know a little longer than I would have. Mm -hmm. And I served, and I hit the, I hit a few volleys with the with the computer or you know the NPC players, and she just watched it. You know, I don't, but because she's a cow dog and extremely agile, I don't want that to turn into <laughs> watch me jump from a standing jump and headbutt your brand new 32 inch TV either. <laughs> uh, but 
but it's a it's pretty amazing. I don't know what it is that triggers her with that Wii, but but I guess the ball going back and forth or it could be. I mean, it could be anything that's catching her eye. I, my, my we used to have a dog that used to watch tel- uh, television, especially when there was another animal on the screen. He would, he would you know, if there was a dog or a, or a horse or something like that, he'd just run right up and start barking at the, at the TV. Oh, what? What the hell was that? Actually, you just brought into mind the other time I've had to be, I was almost terrified of her, was I was playing Skyrim on the 44-inch. Mm-hmm. I, I packed my, uh, I, I networked it and packed my uh, 360 out there, and and I'm on the um, Shadowmare horse, the one you get toward the end of the game. Um and and Shadowmare makes quite a few noises when it's fighting. I mean, it's a badass fucking horse. It'll, it can kill just about anything all by itself. Um, and every time she's like inching closer and closer to the TV, <laughs> watching Shadowmare. Um, which, by the way, speaking of which, make what what we've been playing even longer. I I, pl- I got back into Skyrim. I had forgotten that. Um, I actually started out by saying, looking through my old 360 games and going, what game do I want to play? And I went, you know what, I'm going to give Oblivion a shot. I kind of ran through it fast the first time. And so I installed Oblivion, and I started a new character, and I was playing it, and then the game froze, and then the game froze again, and then I remembered what I hated about Oblivion was the quests are kind of not as good as Skyrim, and the game freezes even more than Skyrim. (laughs) So I thought, well, okay, so now I'm irritated. I know, I'll go into one of my old Skyrim saves. And so I went into one of my old Skyrim saves, where I pretty much got everything you could possibly have, uh, <laughs> as far as equipment goes, and I downloaded. I couldn't help myself. I downloaded the Hearthfire pack, which allows you to build your own house. I have to say, and I'm sure that our very own Audio Master G is, has has this feature, as because he's played more hours of Skyrim than I have. I think I'm now up to 140 hours of Skyrim. Um, or, or so between two characters. Um, but the way that they incorporated the existing materials in the world to allow you to build a house is really fascinating. And it's really kind of fun. I mean, it was I had to sit there as I was doing it. I built as big a house as you possibly can build and and, and, and played with all the doodads. You can get a uh, um whoa shit. It's not a servant. What the hell's the you can hire somebody to like take care of your place. It's it's not called a servant. It's got a much fancier and much more professional sounding name. You can hire a carriage so you can take carriage all over the world, quick travel. Um, you know, you can make farms, all kinds of things. What I found interesting is is when I started building, I made sure that my mindset was, this is not Minecraft. This is not Worm Online. You know, this is a $60 game with an add-on to give you a little more content. Right? And from that perspective, they did an amazing job. For people who don't want to invest the time into Minecraft or into Worm Online or to something of that nature, this addition to Skyrim Hearthfire is is a perfect way to be able to build and plan and 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 do all these different things that you want to do because in each section of the house that you build they give you plenty of options of what you want to do with it um and i think there's 1 2 3 4 5 or 6 chunks total of the house 
And then there's some, you can add a stable and farm and, and animal pen and all kinds of things. And there's three different spots you could do this from or do this at. So you could theoretically do it repeatedly. Um, I'm at this point a slumlord in Skyrim because I own a house in every major city. <laughs> And I own one of these. Oh, and that's the other thing. That's the other thing. For those of you that have played Skyrim but never bothered with the Hearthfire pack, um, Hearthfire, you make a new location. Like, you buy the land and you are given a new location, an existing map, and it shows up on the map as, like, a little tiny town. Um, and so that's pretty cool. I mean, I, I started over Skyrim again with another character. I don't think I'm probably going to go all the way through it again. But I'm it, it's been kind of a nice diversion. And I need to remind myself to dig through my catalog of 360 games. I saved them for a reason. Um, and, and just go back and play some of them again. Because I've always felt, much like with books, that, that, that there's... There's always something new you can see in a video game, just like there's always something new you can learn in a book. It's not the case with every video game, but but the collection I've amassed pretty much has been, you know, collated so based on can I go back and see something new, learn something new, um, and Skyrim obviously. I mean, <laughs> without buying any DLC, <laughs> you can play that game forever, um, and now that's all I've been playing. Did you ever get into Skyrim, John? I can't remember now. I was as I was talking there. It's in the pile. Ah, that is one that should go toward the top of the pile. Yeah, I know it should. The the one <laughs> just, thing. Oh, go ahead. Uh, just one of those things I haven't gotten around to doing. You know. The the one thing that always gets me with Skyrim is I was sitting at what you would call a mountain peak just below the timber line meaning i was still in the timber and it's bare rock and snow above me so we're saying so we're probably going to say somewhere in the 7000 foot elevation range and i've done that in real life on horseback on many times and the feeling is the same you know you're looking out over this it's one of the few times the video games have given me the same feeling something i witnessed in real life have you're looking out over this massive you know, uh, forest and mountain range on one side and all this stuff. And, and and there's just kind of a majestic feeling to it when you're looking at it in video game form. And I, I'm gl it's the reason I'm glad I went back and played Skyrim because I had a really hard time voicing that that f feeling and thought right there. And, and it is. There are just pieces of that game when you're riding around um, looking down on things that, that – it just gives you a majestic feeling that tells me that some game designer or some developer hiked or rode into some of the, you know, whether it was the Colorado Rockies, the Canadian Rockies, parts of British Columbia, parts of, you know, north of me in Washington and Oregon, um, Idaho and Montana, you know, because it, it feels like something that they took from reality and, and then molded into the game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's very cool. I'm, I'm seeing, I'm seeing in here that the Glacinator has been put in the bottom of a well and, and is putting the lotion on. I'm, his, I'm pseudo, pseudo here. Putting a little lotion on his skin or he's going to get the hose again. Um, 
What you don't know is the British man is the guy you've been street passing with, and he's going to take you and put you in a van <laughs> here pretty quick. Um, oh, I hope so. <laughs> okay. That's more information than I needed. Um, I said in the opener that we're, we had planned to not talk about video games tonight. We were going to do something fun, anything. <laughs> Tell crappy jokes upon, on the on the same level as the uh, Animal Crossing New Leaf fish puns for 30, 35, 40 minutes. Unfortunately, <laughs> or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, Microsoft gave in to the pressure, gave in to whatever you want to call it. I'm not even going to attempt to classify it. Here's what I'm going to tell you. If you don't know, and God help you if you don't, if this is your number one source for news and information, Oh, fuck. Um, God, God bless you, whoever you are. <laughs> that's not the way I'm looking at it. Um, God help you. Uh, and God bless you all at the same time. Anyway, Microsoft has given in. They're, the uh, first point, point of information you need to know is that used games will now act on the Xbox One just as they did on the Xbox 360. Now, our very own Pat Man asked me a very interesting question. Um, does this include Microsoft's titles, first-party titles? Since the blanket statement has been released and attributed to probably Don Maddox, since he got his foot surgically removed from his mouth after E3, um, I'm going to assume that since it says all games will work the same way they did on 360, meaning you can trade them, you can share them with your friends, um... That that means first party titles as well, so so hope hopefully for folks like Patman that had that question, um, that clears that up. I until we see specific details, um, you know, uh, too many of the media were partying like the Ewoks on Endor after the Death Star blew up for the third fucking time. So uh, getting actual information was fucking impossible. Even Thursday, what almost. 36 hours later. Uh, the second thing is there will be no internet check required, except for on initial installation, which I do believe the 360 needed too because it needed to know what your Xbox Live code was, blah, 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 blah. So there are some people going, see, it's still DRM. No, because you had to do it with the 360. You got to tell it that you have Xbox Live something. <laughs> Before it's gonna let your or where you live. I mean, there's just certain information you're gonna have to give the fucking thing. It's you know, uh, um, uh, let me let me peruse real quick. What the fuck else did they talk about? Um, uh, there is one other thing, but we'll get to that separately. Um, here in a minute. So okay, so. I was going to do a little opener of my own, and then I've decided that, no, I will save what I want to say completely until last. Uh, John, we'll start with you. What are your thoughts, feelings, ideas? Do you fucking care <laughs> about what Microsoft did this week? Well, I, I can't say that I'm surprised. Uh, you know, I, I'm... If I am, it might be that they they changed their tune so quickly um, and didn't kind of let it sit for a while. 
But I guess in someone's mind, there was some level of damage control to be done, and the sooner the better, I guess. Um, the the interesting thing is how how everyone is is going yay hurrah, and and the people and you know from, right from the game stops right down to the to the people making the games, and it's you know it, it just seems funny that to the people you know before before the change was made, it was all this publisher driven publisher pressure wanting to get this happen, but now it's all everybody's changed their tune. It's you know there was somebody who was in support of DRM at some point, and, and, there, and you know they suddenly disappeared. I, you know, I, I guess in an effort to not be the bad guy, any you know, no one wants to be the be the bad be the bad guy. So it's um yeah, I'm not surprised that it's something that something got changed, but uh you know where do we go from here? Do we do we stick with it forever, or, is it, or you know, are we waiting until next gen? Yeah. I don't think the story is over because it's the beginning of a console cycle, but it's yeah, it's interesting. You bring up a very excellent point, though, and that was what I was kind of teasing in the opener. Um, I'm doing air quotes, by the way, teasing <laughs> like we're professional or some fucking stupid shit. Um, who who blinked? Because to have effective used game DRM. Somebody else had to be on board with Microsoft. Did they not? Yeah. Some cabal of publishers. That was always my thought on it. And and our, our again, our very own Batman and actually one of my personal friends, uh, neighbor Fred, said that we really sounded jaded and, and, and just apathetic last week. And he was ap- and they were both absolutely fucking right from my point of view. Um <laughs> Because it was just, it literally was, when last week's show was over, and I was listening to it and edit, my attitude was still, I don't care. Mm-hmm. I am so beaten down with the just rank stupidity of everybody, from Microsoft to people reacting, you know, no debate, just absolute, unadulterated tauntler, tauntler? toddler tantrums, um, you know, that, that I just, I'd had enough. I didn't care anymore. You know, and and I truly believe that there's a large segment of gamerdom that can only take so much of the just vitriol and stupidity on everybody's part before they just go, I don't care. I'll make up my own mind. But is that kind of what you were hinting at, John? Is you think that 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 somebody, maybe somebody other than Microsoft, blinked in this deal? Yeah, yeah. Or was Microsoft gonna out them? Like, like. For argument's sake, so that none of the anti-fanboys of any particular one can 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 kind of hone in with a knife. Let's say EA, Ubisoft, and Activision. Those are usually the three mucking around the most. Um, with Activision at the bottom of the list, I admit. Um, let's say those three were, were the cabal, if there was one, or whatever you want to call it. I get the sense that maybe Microsoft said, "Fine, we're throwing this. We're throwing you under the bus. We're just going to throw you under the bus because we are are getting our ass beat in PR." Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, yeah, and and beat is the is the right word. Just being dragged through the muck. <laughs> so well, bad. and that's the key, that's a key distinction to to remember when I start talking because PR. Um, Glacinator. 
if you're unmolested at the moment. Yes, what were I'm your still, thoughts? I'm still here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if what were your thoughts, uh, so on and so forth and such like about this major announcement, well, major reversal. Well, well, real quick in reference to last week about uh being apathetic, and I know I commented about this on the Facebook chat as well, but uh. Due to this E3, I've realized that I really do not like talking about consoles at all, hardware-wise. Like, I like talking about games. As a gamer, I like talking about games, not what, how much power does this have? What is this going to do besides this, you know? And I've just become... I, I mean, I was disinterested. And I'm sorry if I pissed anyone off for that, but I really just... There wasn't anything game-wise that interested me, and that's what—that's really I found that I can only really talk about. So this is like this is like my sad hold, hold on confession moment. I actually I, I have one question and a comment to that. First off, the question the comment is fuck them. It's your opinion. If that's what you're feeling, if that's your honest opinion, that's what we want as a group. Oh, no, I know, I'm, I'm not taking back. I'm not taking back my opinion. I, uh, no, I know, but I'm just letting the audience know that in case there's any yeah. that think you should apologize, they can go fuck themselves. Second, my question. Do you think that anti-don't-care-what-the-hardware-is-as-long-as-it-works is because you grew up a console gamer, whereas I grew up a PC gamer, so the spec stuff interests me because I've had my hand in the guts of more than one PC, sometimes on purpose? I mean, when I, when I was younger and I was when I bought games, as I say, I, I bought games. I didn't buy systems, you know? Like, I went over to a friend's house for a sleepover, and they were playing Mario Kart. I was like, oh, Mario Kart. I wasn't like, oh, Nintendo 64, you know? It was it was more of a experience that I was interested in, more so than the whole package. It, and it, I guess it stayed like that ever since, if that makes any sense. So it wouldn't. So essentially, it wouldn't matter what hardware it was. It was just more the experience than what it was running on, period. Yeah, yeah. John, do you think and, there's... Oh, sorry. Go, Glacier. I was, saying, I was just saying that E3, I think, brought me to that revelation that that's how I've felt my whole life. So. <laughs> yeah. John, do you think there's any correlation there that maybe maybe, maybe con- pure console gamers or people who grew up with just consoles don't give a fuck what, it, what, it, what makes it run as long as it runs versus <laughs> PC gamers? Well, I, 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 would, I would think a little bit because the whole tinkering thing. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, I'm not a tinkerer with my machine. I wanted to play and go. I, I do find the stuff, you know, what's under the hood, uh, the, you know, some, some of the details interesting you know, from one generation to the next. What can I do? What can I, what, what new features am I looking at? You know, what, what, what's the outlook for, you know, what's the potential of new games? Um, you know, what, what's the new, in Nintendo's case, I guess, a little bit, what, what's, the new, what's the new input device going to be and what does it do? That, that's interesting to me, but it's, it's not like how many, you know, giggle, giggle bits of, of RAM <laughs> and whatnot, whatnot that I really care about too much, but this, how does that affect the games that I want to play? Yeah. Now, Glace, back, back to you. What, what, what were your thoughts on the reversal? I refuse to call it the Xbox 180. <laughs> I will, I will, I will say that that meme, that hashtag was much, 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 much more clever than Xbone, but it's still much. just. I'm, I'm done with it now. It's, it's Thursday evening at 6:37 Pacific. It's only been like probably less than 36 hours, and I'm done with that fucking hashtag and the memes that go with it. If you're on my social media stream, you're getting muted. <laughs> the, the reaping has begun. Uh, what were you going to say, John, before I went off? Oh, no, nothing, nothing. Oh. Anyway, go ahead. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm in the same camp as John. I mean, 
I knew they were going to make some sort of announcement to do some sort of quality control, damage control, whatever you want to call it, after E3. But I was surprised by how fast it actually was. I mean, this is was it a week? When was the when was the Microsoft conference? Was that Tuesday? Last Tuesday, and, and Last they Tuesday. announced yesterday. Yeah, it was it was about eight days, eight nine days. Eight days. I mean, that's pretty fast, I think, for 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 what they're claiming they're doing. I guess so. I guess I, I might have been I might say I was surprised at the com- the complete reversal more like I, I was I guess I would have been more expecting a compromise than a complete reversal. I, I was surprised by the speed. I was not surprised by the complete reversal. Um, and here's what here's what I want to tell you. This reversal had more to do with the business aspect than it did to do than it did with consumers or PR. Because in PR terms, they were the Titanic. There was no repairing it. You're not pumping water out of that bitch when it's 12,000 feet under the Atlantic. No, it, the boat was sunk. Her heart will go on, and it was fucking over. I mean, it, it was that over by, <laughs> by Friday. Um, uh, you know, and, and so to me, and that's the funny thing. You know, I, I'm going to bash gamers, obviously, here here in a minute or not bash them but but take them to the task but a, a common theme that we've talked about on this show is the fact that our audience does not like talking about the business aspect well thing is is i still pay attention to all as much as i can of all aspects of the gaming industry and here's what i noticed not more than 24 hours after microsoft and sony had their press conferences forbes business insider this idiotic feature Yahoo runs called Motley Fool, um, and there's one other uh, one other uh, um, Wall Street business trade publication that I'm not, I can't remember, but four of them were running articles about Sony blasting Microsoft, Microsoft's Outlook, Microsoft this, Microsoft that. They were all completely crappy articles as far as the gaming segment went. Their writers knew zero about what the fuck a gaming console does. Which is is the complete opposite of a gamer. They're looking at it purely from from dollars and cents perspective, um, and, and and so it just it made it disgusting to read because it was painfully obvious that they were looking at the at the, the PS4 and the, and the Xbox One as 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 just widgets, and and had no concept of what the fuck they were talking about. Which means much like the name redacted one, all of those publications I just mentioned need to shut the fuck up about it. And they're not, is the stupid part. But what that tells me is that Wall Street started to get nervous. And the reason Wall Street started to get nervous is because Windows 8's not doing as well. It's the every other OS problem. You know, XP, everybody loved it. Vista, hated it. 7, loved it. Hate, hated it. And that's if you go back and look through the eras of, of, of Windows OSs, of Microsoft OSs, it's pretty much been that way since DOS. <laughs> you, you know. Um, I actually, 95 and 98 might have been mutually loved, but 2000, oh, fuck, people hated it, including me. Um, and that's rare. So you, I, I think that Wall Street and their investors started to get a little panicky. I give that a decent percentage of what caused this reversal to start. But I also think the biggest percentage goes to the shaming. I mean, look, 
giant corporation or not, you get that fucking embarrassed PR-wise. Even somebody with no shame, no flipping care in the world about getting embarrassed or appearing to be the biggest giant dork slash asshole like me, I got that that hosed, I would have been fucking looking for a way out, looking for a way to just make it go away. I think those those two factors combine to make well over 60 or 70%, if not 75% of the reason that Microsoft reversed. I, I, I give 25 and maybe less percent to the toddler tantrum outrage of the internet hive mind that can't form a reason debate for the most part. They have to do it in JPEG format in the most unclever ways possible. I mean, if they were funny memes, I saw one or two, then okay, but they're not. And that, you know, because that's what people don't get unless they stop and think about it. Here, I'll, I'll give you this analogy that popped into my head yesterday to, 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 to give further evidence as to why I think it was the business aspect, not the, out, not the consumer outrage. The consumer outrage might have been the straw that broke the camel's back, but it was by no means the start of the anvil falling on their head. And yes, I will continue with the cliches because I think it's funny. Um, we've had mass murders, guys who have killed untold amounts of people, right? Uh-huh. Pick your favorite. And you have people who feel sorry for them, who feel sympathy for them, even though they have taken, taken huge quantities of human life. Then you have a guy like Bernie Madoff, who only stole money, and people want to castrate him with a fucking spork and then really go to work on him. That tells me that whether you're Joe Blow on the street or a giant corporation, you can kill me, but don't touch my fucking wallet. My point is, (laughs) that's the only way you're going to get through to these companies. I've said it and said it and said it, and I'm going to keep saying it with the more disgusting analogies that I can come up with. But I mean, I'm totally right. You think about all the mass murderers throughout history, and all of them have sympathetic, you know, people sympathetic to them. People like Bernie Madoff, I mean, they want that motherfucker shot into the sun. (laughs) And all he did was steal money. Something that's replaceable, unlike human life. And that's what people don't get. These outrageous tantrums outrage and tantrums get get company get little fish like Bioware to to cave with EA approval, no doubt. Um, because that's what John was saying, Bauer, and I just went, oh, oh, thank you for just stoking the fires. He didn't know he was stoking the rage <laughs> fires at that time, and I wasn't raging at John, just the general idea of it. Because, like Glacinator said in our Facebook chat, when that become a verb, it shouldn't be a verb. Um, but that's the thing, you know. And and I do not believe nine days later that they're losing the pre-order wars so badly. That that's what caused them to cave. You know, I'm I, I mean I've seen companies as big as Microsoft weather far worse shit storms PR wise. Uh, uh, a good classic example, Sony when their whole entire fucking online network got hacked, they were being sued out of every corner of the globe. Being I mean they got lit up as bad as MS did and. Their policies didn't change that fucking much. You know, they just rode out the storm. 
So believe me, it was to my mind, it was way more investors and and and, and shame from Sony finally getting the upper hand on the PR wise that that had that played a large large part in why Microsoft reversed. And and truthfully, truthfully to end my bit, who cares? Who cares if I'm right? Who cares if it was gamer outrage? Who gives a fuck? The consumer wins here. The reason why should not matter as much as people are trying to make it matter. Because they're just trying to fucking hand job their own egos. The fact that the consumer won one. Especially in an industry that loves fucking just bending the consumer over repeatedly. Um, you know, because we refuse to speak with our wallets in mass quantities. But I think that should be your takeaway is the fact we won one. But... John said it, I didn't, and I'm glad he beat me to it, for now. Mm-hmm. And that's the second thing. Do you, do you think, John, that both of them are are, are, are huddled in a, a dank and dirty cave trying to figure out how to implement this anyways because they still want to? <laughs> and I mean, well, by both, I mean Sony and Microsoft. Well, I mean, I mean, if you, if you read some of the internet, you know, Opinion pieces, you know, this that very thing is 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 going to happen down the road. I, I wouldn't, I, mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Like I said, it's a long long console cycle. We've in, in this past one, we've already had a, a set of online passes that, that that publisher tried publishers tried to put in that kind of failed and have been clawed back. You know, it's they this is the way it's they want it to go and and if if this kick at the can didn't work well yeah i I wouldn't be surprised if it happens again well that's the problem though john you me glycinator pat maybe two or three others are the only ones that remember more than five minutes ago Mm -hmm. and that's why people screaming that the xbox one was it was going to fail it's over the fact that they're still screaming that about Nintendo Wii U, even though uh, that might be coming closer and closer to be being a problem. Uh, you know, the 360 was launched, as was the PS4 or PS3, in 2006. We are now in 2013, some seven years later. And I don't foresee the 360 and PS3 going away completely for probably another two years. Yeah. As far as manufacturer support. So we're looking at well close to a decade. That is a long time. That's probably the same amount of time if you added up all the MMOs I've ever played together. Time wise. <laughs> uh Glycinator, do you th- you you kinda like us, you think they're gonna probably try this again at some point down the road? Oh, of course, definitely. Without a doubt. Now, the, the last piece of this Microsoft news that I wanted to talk about tonight, um, the one thing I did not like, and it was something that got vastly and, and, and grossly overlooked um, because of all the vitriol and, and, and mudslinging, was with this no online check stuff, um, the family share plan digitally uh, you know allowing up to 10 gamers to play on the same game so on and so forth digitally i forget if it had to be what is it um share games with up to 10 family members um uh you know that were all di- that were digitally purchased um it is now dead and and funnily enough i'm seeing people 
a number of people who really were kind of disappointed that that was going. You know, because the other thing that got overlooked, and maybe even we didn't explain it that well, is Microsoft is trying to get away from the disks. That was part of this DRM scam, was they want you to buy it digitally on Xbox Live, much like these guys bought Animal Crossing on the eShop from Nintendo. Uh, you know, because they want to kill games. Somebody wants to kill GameStop one way or another. And it's going to happen sooner or later. That's just, I mean, that's just the way it is. But I, I'm kind of curious, John. Do you think maybe this digital sharing thing will be back? Or is Microsoft going to be, are they going to be um, petulant about it and just kill it all together because they didn't get their whole scam across? I have a feeling that the, the 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 complete reversal stuff was damage control, and I'd say that between now and you know the next couple, you know, six months to a year, they're going to you know bring the 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 wagons together and come up with a with a new plan, a new strategy to you know things with the family plans. Family plans is is a pretty cool incentive, you know, to, to you know, something that you can use, even though you have, you know, the DRM stuff. You know, it, it's it's some sort of a give, uh, to go along with the take, so to speak. So, it's, I, I think, I think it could come back. I, th- you know, but in, in a different form or a different twist, or how, however you want to put it. Well, that's the thing to me. I mean, that was a good thing, and and I do know two people I can think of specifically that I follow on Google Plus that. We're just like, oh shit! I really wanted to do that because they've got kids old enough to play the uh, similar games to what they're playing, and so they could, you know, share it to multiple Xbox Ones around the house if, you know, when they got multiple ones or whatever. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. not, you know, and and I thought that, you know, that, that that it was worth bringing up because that is a feature that's getting killed in this reversal. That was a good thing. You know, and I'm kind of hoping they find a way to make it come back. Um, I'd like to see them expand it to Xbox Live, personally. And they may, because Steam is... Valve is starting to rumble from their deep pits of Hades that, that well, maybe we'll let you share PC games. Um, yeah, it'll be like five games total that are all published by Valve, because nobody else is going to go for that shit. Glacinator, <laughs> uh, what... Did you even know about the digital family share feature, or um, or? And do you think it'll be back someday too? Yes, to it being back for sure. Uh, I sort of knew about it a little bit, but I mean, like I said, I honestly have not really been following this console upcoming console cycle at all. I, <laughs> I would say it again. I'm just interested. Would that, but, but that I, would that would work in kind of like your parents' house with your brothers and oh yeah, for sure at there. home, for sure. I mean, but I'm not home anymore, so well, that's all, true. All, all, I mean, all this all this interconnectivity stuff doesn't really apply to me for these like next seven years of my life. So <laughs> now, don't don't bet on it being that quite that long. But yeah, I, I get what you're saying because a lot of it doesn't a lot of it doesn't really matter to me personally either i don't really have a, a ton of use for it either but but i do think that that if microsoft is smart and truly learn their lesson from this pr debacle uh they will figure out a way to get it back in 
you know. Now well, I that's a, it will be it will be back for sure. Oh yeah. Now John, we just got to figure out, you know, what are they got? Oh, actually, let's let's go ahead and ask that now. So John, does the you you stated last week that 499 was way more than you were either willing, able, or comfortable with spending. Um, and I sense that the hesitation was there because of the DRM features. Does this warm you more to the Xbox One now, or does the price still just stand there like a giant roadblock? Because that's the attack now. The attack now is get rid of Connect completely, not just from the console package completely, mm-hmm. and and the and the hundred dollars more, um, you know, because if you're if you have the disposable income to to buy expensive electronics, a hundred dollars is going to be really a stumbling block for you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So, anyways, what what is your take now? Some week later, uh, it, it, uh, I, I, I think you might have got me wrong a little bit. It, the DRM wasn't. I mean, it perhaps is more. I would say it is more attractive now, generally, but it's not going to sway me either way. I, I think if the DRM had been there, you know, either way, like the way I buy games, it wouldn't affect my day to day game playing very much, you know, at all. And um, just for me personally, but but you know I could I could see it be more attractive to people, but for for me it's it's still not I'm not, you know based on, it's more the pile of shame that's keeping me from getting a, wanting to get a new console. Well, I mean that's for me too, and even pile of shame I don't own, as I discussed during the A3 show. You know I still want to play Borderlands to some to a certain extent. I still want to play um, Dishonored. Orcs and Men, Dragon's Dogma, you know, there's quite a few games on 360 I still want to play and still intend to play. Um, if Battlefield 4 actually has a decent single player, I can see myself getting that on 360. I'm not, I seriously doubt that's going to be the case, but, um, you know, because there's also been this thing, well, well, look, COD doesn't spend billions of dollars. They use just a slightly modified engine. Well, yeah, because they've already got the audience. <laughs> you know, it's like uh, when you're trying to capture somebody else's audience, you got to spend more money to a certain extent. Glace, does are are you more attracted to the Xbox One now that you know after an initial setup and work in your dorm room offline? Uh, am I more attracted? I mean, I guess technically I am. It makes it makes it better for my situation, but I mean, even still, I'm not going to buy it. Uh, just game wise, I'm not interested enough. Plus, I mean, the price point is still way too much for me. <laughs> well, yeah. and that's, I mean, honestly, 500 bucks is, I don't know, again, I come from the world of PC gaming where 1000 bucks will get you a decent gaming rig. Um, or d- above decent if you know what you're doing and know where to buy. You know, so four or 500 bucks for, for, for a device that's going to probably last a decade or more. You know, because... A good gaming PC, you'll be lucky if you get five years out of it. So the price point doesn't bug me, but that is, I think we can agree, um, that's what Sony, neither Sony nor Microsoft get, or the publishers. You know, now the, the what's going to come to light is people do not want to buy these fucking things because there's no games. It's it's all rehashes in part three, four, five, and six. You know, there was nothing. 
to to be honest, to to kind of tie in with Glacier, the reason we sounded so jaded and apathetic is because it's about the experience. It's about fun. It's about playing games. And when you're not showing us anything, we want to fucking play. In fact, I found out that the order is basically steampunk gears of war. Well, pfft, see ya. <laughs> it is. If you go watch more trailers for it, it's fucking really? steampunk gears of war. Fuck uh. that. I I played Gears of War 2 because I pinch and Patman liked to play multiplayer and it was really fun, but it was like pulling fucking teeth out of a horse at a dead gallop that to get me to finish the single player. <laughs> I did. Was it, was it like uh, riding a horse in Red Dead Redemption? Yeah, the early ones. <laughs> Speaking of that, never ever ride the undead horse in Red Dead Redemption. Oh, fuck me, that horse was horrible. Oh god, and it took me forever to find. Which them. one? There was four. I don't know. I only got one of them, and I got rid of it as fast as soon as I saw another horse. I was getting, I was shaking my loop out as we say in cowboyese and fucking roping a live horse. God damn! You want to talk about the most god awful steering controls ever? Don't don't get me started, Glacinator. <laughs> we'll never get to the last story. That that the horse steering in Red Dead Redemption is the only thing that pisses me off about that game. Although, truth be told, no video game has ever gotten how you ride a horse correct. Um, and obviously, it's not go- it, you know, it's not something that's easy. No two horses ride the same. No two people ride the- ride with the same style. And yeah, like I said, don't get me started. Okay, so there you go. Oh, and, oh, and one final, final, final thing. If you were actually surprised that Microsoft flipped please go take the rock that you've been living under and hit yourself in the head with it um moving on the other thing that apparently wowed at e3 except for me and i learned a valuable lesson in this that i need to at least throw these links at these guys um when i don't find it interesting uh, or, or all that big a deal um during Apple's WWDC event, which they held at the same time as the Microsoft press conference, you know, because they're Apple, so we should pay attention to them. I paid zero attention to them. Uh, they showed off this video game controller, you know, from Apple, the company that doesn't give a fuck about video games. And it basically snaps over an iPad, iPhone. Um, excuse me, I'm burping. Uh, iPod Touch. It's got buttons, it's got thumbsticks, because, you know, motion control and, and, and touchscreen don't work and suck for video games, so on and so forth. Um, and this lead-in should give you some indication of what I think about all this bullshit. Uh, <laughs> but I'll, I'll, I'll piss you Apple heads off. I'm, I'm pissing everybody off this week. I'll piss you Apple heads off more here in a minute. John, you were the one that linked this story. So I'm going to speculate that that you find this to be a, a big step for Apple, a company. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Nah, forget it. It was it sucked anyways. Go. <laughs> well, uh, it was um this uh, and pardon me for making a small correction to your your, your opening blurb there, but it was it was the uh, the announcement was that iOS seven was going to uh, support. Uh, controllers because uh, Apple hasn't put out their own first-party controller yet, but that other third-party people who uh, you know, who have been waiting in the wings. Third-party people? 
Yeah, third party controller. No, third. You said third party people. It's like like the third guy there. Forget it. <laughs> Forget it. Forget it. Yeah. Thank you for the courtesy laugh. No, that one bombed bigger than Baghdad. Um. Well, I I, I do apologize, audience. Um, because I was scanning the story as I was doing the opening blurb, so I'm reading and da 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 da. I did see the iOS seven. Um. Which some sarcastic assholes have said, oh, look, it's a lot more like Android. What a shock. I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> so so what, what I found interesting about it, it uh, and this was an, an opinion piece on, uh, on Polygon that, that the, the article came from, um, was that, you know, how much... How much effort Apple wants to put into the gaming scene uh, might dictate how much how much influence they could have, because you know just the fact that like the idea is that you would be able to, much like your Wii U, have a you know your you have a, a little ta- a tablet or a controller, a, a tablet or I should say you know, your iPhone or whatever that's connecting through your Apple te- your Apple TV and then you can play it on your television. So you could have a high-res game, you know, just like almost like a Wii U. The difference being that you could, rather than you not being able to take your Wii U gamepad out of the living room, but you know, you could take your iPhone with you and still play it there, bring it back, and so like the 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 direction of information transfer is the opposite, and your you know your actual device in your hand becomes the transmitter to the Apple TV. It's it's an interesting thought about. You know, just how many games are available, and how you know people are, you know, the the public mindset of um, not the public mindset is not the word, the the um, what's the word that people use, the perception, the, no, the penetration of of io of Apple products in the marketplace, and like everyone goes crazy for the new thing, you know, ready to jump right aboard. It's the potential for them to make a lot of money is there if they if they want it, and I think that, I think that's pretty true. I, you know, it, but I don't know if they want to put that much effort into it. It's the only thing. I know where they penetrated. Um, now that I know, uh, and it wasn't anywhere good. Um, I, I'm sorry, but that's where I get like a couple other people we know, and the word penetration being used in business, it just has got to be another term. <laughs> I know it's a bad. It word. makes me act like a five-year-old every fucking time. Um. So so essentially, because I didn't do my homework five minutes before the show, um, because I didn't want to read it on my phone. Uh, <laughs> um. This will just allow third party. Well, anyone. I mean, if they want to, if 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 they want to make their own first-party controller, they can. It's just it just makes the 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 operating system accessible to do it, so that games that are probably more uh, inclined toward buttons and and D-pads and such can do it. You know, you don't have to depend on on touchscreen D-pads to play Mega Man Two that 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 sucks ass, or you know, or even more sophisticated games than that, of course. Well, I mean, a game Android fanboys a ton of ammunition because these things have been available for android devices for well over a year yep and they and they certainly have and that and that, and that point and that point is you know gets made is just you know not, now you know the, the other half has, has that accessibility as well you know you are right with the with the market saturation see i like market saturation ah, so that, that, that's much better saturation that's the word it took me a minute to remember it although you can rhyme those like 
penetration. That'd be and, that'd be good rap group. Saturation well, penetration. Occasionally there is penetration yeah. saturation after penetration, but that's that's a little, getting a little too in depth and complicated. Ooh. Um, deep science up to your elbow deep. Um, yeah, I said it. <laughs> it's gonna turn into a porn show here in a minute. We're talking about Apple too, which is like basically the porn of electronics. Um, Glycinator, what are your thoughts on being able to wiggle a pad and, and sticks and thingamajigs on your Apple well, I guess devices? I can't really complain anymore about not having a controller. So that's <laughs> that was the first thing I saw. I thought of when I saw this. Uh, second of all, I definitely see this more as a peripheral, peripheral, whatever that word is. I cannot say. More so than you, you shouldn't really be worried about Apple trying to break into console market, PC market, any of that. This is just more of a this would be nice to have. And I've always wanted one of these for you know for my iPhone. I don't know if it's for iPhone or I, iPad. My brother has an iPad, and uh, he plays Grand Theft Auto on it a lot, which is actually pretty amusing to watch someone play Grand Theft Auto on the iPad. I think it's three. No, no, not three. No. No, it's not. It's not San Andreas. It's three, I think. It's three is or it Liberty three? City, one of the two. I'm not sure which which one is, but like, it. I mean, it's Grand Theft Auto, but you have to like touch the D-pad on the bottom, and there's like these uh, circle sticks that are that are pictures that you have to wiggle around. And it doesn't. It's not very intuitive, and so having this, I think, just make it a lot easier. It is and, three. It is three. Okay, and like you said, I mean, Android has had this for a while, and I, I've complained many times. Why, why, why hasn't Apple done this yet? So it's about time. But I mean, I think this is a, this is a cool thing because I also have a Apple TV back home that uh, I could potentially just you know download a game from the App Store and just just play on a controller on that for a cheaper alternative. So this is just something that would be nice to have. It's not necessarily like oh my gosh, it's like well okay, about time. I'm kind of in Glacinator's camp. Uh... Although I really can't in my own head define a camp for John, so there is that. But <laughs> I, I, I'm kind of in Glacinator's camp, and this is a nice peripheral. It's about a time Apple just gave up and let people have what they fucking want from time to time, so we don't have to just jailbreak your shit to do it anyway. I'm sure somebody's jailbroken a pre-iOS 7 phone and put a D-pad on it, but fuck, I've jailbroken Apple devices. It's not super complicated but it's not easy either um or at least at my tech level which is reasonably high um but i just see this as a nice peripheral i don't see this as apple's first step into marching into the game business and i'll tell you why one steve jobs isn't around actually that's one two three through how many ever points i feel like making see because the the mark of every good businessman is the fact that he's a, a, at least an eighth sociopath, ruthless bastard. You know, I could see Jobs himself still wanting to batter Microsoft, even though him and Gates were getting along toward the end of his life. I think that... Um, Cook, I think, is the new CEO's last name. I cannot remember. Um, I could look at the article, but that would be bringing facts into it. Um, I think that that just keeping their market penetration 
and keeping the faithful saturated is a big enough job for Apple at this point that I don't see them under new leadership, under non-Steve Jobs leadership, stepping into gaming heavily. They may tinker with it on Apple TV. They may tinker with it here, there, and other formats and methods, much like this iOS 7 um, you know, compatibility with third-party controllers. And, and, and the biggest evidence I can use to back up the fact I don't think Apple will do this is look at Microsoft. What did I just say 45 minutes ago? You know, they're, they're so, their focus is so scattered and fractured. You know, they've got iOS, they've got hardware, they've got, so, you know, they've got other kinds of software. Their tablets aren't selling really great. Their phones aren't selling really great. Their focus is so scattered that they are struggling. I wouldn't say they're struggling as much as the idiots on Wall Street are saying, but then again, the idiots and analysts on Wall Street seem to know less about tech than they do anything else. It's just almost disturbing at times. So I don't think Apple, Tim Cook, yeah, Tim Cook's the CEO, doesn't want to get in the same position that their main rival, as it were, Microsoft, um, is in because I'll tell you who's waiting there in the wings should either of these guys stumble massively and that's Google Google is very good at, at, at adapting and and being flexible and 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 drumming up goodwill as they have done fairly convincingly in this NSA leak disaster um you know, and so I just think that 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 while this is cool, and I'm really glad, and if I thought that poor old 3GS I have would run iOS 7, I'd do it because I have to admit, even I bitched about not having standard controls when I was playing Resident Evil 4, and and and, and I'm I'm admitting that freely, but it it also bugs me personally because when I play a touchpad game or a game that's designed for touchpad or ported to touch. I want to use the touch, you know. I mean, if I wanted to play a controller game, I'd have got Resident Evil 4 on some other device with a controller. <laughs> um, even the EA racing game that I've got for my Nexus 7 is fun because it's just gyroscopics and stuff like that, which I'm finally getting used to. But, but, because, and, and the other thing you got to remember about Apple too is their main computer competitor is Microsoft. But in the phone market, <laughs> It may be just Samsung for now, but the the potential rivals and saturation of the phone market is just going. It's just going to get worse. Uh, so Apple's got uh, to do a lot of work to keep the position they have now. Actually, you know what this you know what this whole thing is kind of funny to me, John, and and you can chime in here when I finish this thought. This, the electronics and gaming industry anymore reminds me so much of elections for any kind of official you can think of. You have one side that's going to definitely vote for one guy, and you have the other side that's definitely going to vote for the other guy. And then you have this other group. <laughs> and what I notice is politicians do a decent-ish job pandering or... or <laughs> 
or speaking to, depending on how you'd like to term it, that 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 undecided or or middle group. Although the middle is an evil word, apparently. The electronics companies and game companies don't seem to do worth a fuck at anything other than preaching to the choir. <laughs> and I and I think that's the number one thought I've come away with from WWDC that I paid almost no attention to and E3 and all that. What, am I right about that? Am I wrong? I mean, what do, what do you think about that, John? Sorry, you unmuted. Uh, there's, there is a lot of clamoring for the undecided vote for sure. The... It's it's the dollars that that haven't been spent. It's the it's the uh, you know hook them and get them in and don't let them go kind of thing. It's yeah, you, you got, it's a pretty good analogy. But do you think? See, I don't think that the games industry and the electronics industry does enough to get the or does a good job of preaching to the undecided dollar. Mm. What do you it, do? You think that, or do you think they do? I think. Uh, like it, it's it's kind of hard it's kind of hard to like I, I don't know how many undecided dollars there are like the, the people who are undecided are the people who don't own systems the 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 the, the, the company who's going after going after people who don't who wouldn't have a system normally at this you know based on their presentations would be would be Microsoft you know they want that, that, the entertainment box they you know so those guys are they are getting it as much as the whole DRM kind of overshadowed all that stuff. The they are going for the people who don't have an Xbox or even trying to give people a reason to upgrade to the new one. Sony is going for the people who they know are going to buy, who are going to buy a system. They want to draw a few Xbox people away, and I think they are very much smiling and happy to see that them see them struggling, knowing that they're going to pick up a few more people. But they're they're going after the gamers. Gamers are going to buy a, a system, you know. They, the Microsoft's going for the new people. Nintendo did the last last generation with the Wii. They went for the people who didn't have a game system in their house by making it as accessible as possible. You know, it's they do play they do play the game. You know, whether they play it well or not is 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 another thing. Well, it's pretty funny because now everything is a competitor to the Xbox One. Mm-hmm. TiVo is developing some kind of new DVR that's going to do everything, include give you a hand job, and that's a competitor to the Xbox One. <laughs> What I mean, that's the thing. Once the cultural perception was there that 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 the Xbox One is evil, the piling on just re- became so non-factual. Yeah. It, it was it was scary to me. Uh, Glacinator, do you think the electronics and game industry do a good job of preaching to the the non-decided dollar, or or, or are you like me and think that they're not? Um, I'm gonna say that they're not really. I mean, I can't. I can't exactly tell you why. It's just how. How would I explain? I'm trying to give you a good, a good analogy. Somebody's got to come up with one sooner or later. All mine are shit or disturbing. Well, what, 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 what was your analogy? What were you thinking? I used elections, you know, because I mean, you got the hardcore Republicans and the hardcore Democrats who are going to vote for them if you flop a goddamn dead squid up there on the podium and tell them that's your Democratic or Republican candidate. And then you have the undecided voters, you know, and I think it's rare that I give politicians credit for anything other than causing me causing problems. But I think that politicians do a far better job preaching to the undecided or at least pandering to them 
that that electronics and game companies do. That was kind of the analogy I was thinking of when I was watching all this. Because I'm, I think. Yeah, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'd say I guess I guess I sort of get that vibe. I mean, there isn't really an an overreaching arm trying to grab the people that are undecided. But at the same time, I don't think that's necessarily a huge deal comparatively to politics. Well, I, but, but I, I understand what you're trying to say, though. Yeah, but you so you don't think that in the electronics game, the undecideds matter as much as they do say in other things. Yeah. See yeah, that? I, I guess that's. Yeah, I guess that's how I feel. See, I'm. Well, I'll give you a chance here. I'll let let me say what I have been thinking about that, and then maybe you, maybe you can add some more to yours or, or, or whatever you want to do. See, I think that the Undecideds are a much bigger group in gaming and electronics than most people give credit, because they're the people that are quiet. They're the people that just, they make a decision based on their their gut feeling or their or what, what, what suits their preference the most. I would be one of them, to be quite honest. Um... There is still nothing that has sold me on any of the next generation boxes. Completely, 100%, I'm plunking down cash. Uh, as anything, that can change as we get closer to the holidays or something changes. But I think, for one, that group, the group of undecideds is a lot bigger. And, John, I think that there are people who have become disillusioned, maybe, is, is the term I want, or... or disheartened by both Sony and Microsoft's antics over the last console cycle. Mm -hmm. and, and and so I think there's more out there than just plucking away from one or the other, you know. That was obviously Sony's goal. Obvi Sony obviously believes that the market's all sewn up and we need to steal as many people from Microsoft as possible. I don't yeah. think that's the case. I, I think there's more people out there who are, are looking at the, the choices that they have and and nothing is is speaking to them in the way that Animal Crossing speaks to Glacinator. <laughs> oh well, hello, it's the Wonder Pod podcast dog. I left the door open because the house is quiet and she's like, "Dude, you going to feed me?" She's standing on the bed over <laughs> by the shoulder. Dude, it's dinner time, you fuck. Nobody else is here. I'm going to starve to death. No, you're not. Um so, Glaze, do you have any other thoughts on it, or, or we'll leave that and pretty much wrap up the show, I think? I think the main thing is is that the, a lot of... I will agree that the Undecided is a big group. that I mean, a, a lot bigger than people think. But at the same time, most of the Undecided are people that maybe not are, are disillusioned, but don't necessarily care in the first place. So, I mean, it's a lot harder to even get those people interested in either either choice or if there are more than two choices. Well, that's a, a don't care. I mean, that that that's probably a really great way to put it because I think they're the group that just wants to play. You know, and and I think that's kind of become a common theme with the three of us is, you know, we we just want to play games and mm -hmm. have fun. Could you, you know, and, and I mean, that's uh, honestly to, to, to add something from last week's E3. That is why I continually bash Sony about the arrogance and the pot shots. I don't need it. Tell me what you're doing. Give me the facts to make my own fucking decision. You're not preaching to the choir. The choir is going to buy anything. 
you know. There were plenty of people lined up to get an Xbox One, even with the DRM. You know, so, I mean, give me facts, give me information, let me make my decision. You know, and every fucking year, somebody's got to clog it up with, with garbage about, you know, how much better we are than Microsoft, or they've taken shots at Nintendo when they trotted out the move that they've since ran away from because they believe the public perception that motion control gaming is dead. Um, which, one final note, I do think Microsoft would be really smart to next, uh, before the holiday season, come out with a package for the Xbox One that's three ninety nine without the controller. Without the Kinect. Mm-hmm. Don't you think that'd just be a great fucking subtle or, or slightly subtle up yours to Sony? Oh, and by the way, we decided, you know what? You don't want Connect. Three ninety nine. It's yours. Because <laughs> most people, including our very own Pat Man, and then I started seeing other people. He was the first one that mentioned it to me, and then I started seeing other people fall in line that think that that extra hundred bucks is purely Connect. It could be. It 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 seems about right. I mean, it's it's not just like the same connect that's on there now. It's it's connect 2.0. It's got new stuff. It's got a better camera and all that kind of jazz. So it could be. Well, and I, this is the aspect where I don't blame people. People are still leery of that improved connect being reality. And it's again, it's the unknown. You know, mm-hmm. connect 1.0 worked. But it didn't really work as good as Microsoft tried to get you to believe, maybe, PR-wise. Um, and, of course, no hardcore AAA titles that really worked came out for it. Um, I know a few people that tinkered around with the gun part mechanic that you could do in Ghost Recon Future Soldier, the game I played earlier this year that I loved. Um, but it's... It, you know, it's not really a uh, you know, it's not really an integral part of the game. You're doing that while you're loading a mission, or before you load your mission. Um, you know, so if Connect 2.0 proves out to be much better at doing what it's supposed to do, then yeah, you may see less skepticism by people who are rational but leery. You know. The hardcore that don't want their controllers taken away from them and think that the controller is going to be taken away from them, you know, in the next five minutes, you're never going to convince them. But but I'm curious to see what it does, because remember all the things people did with the original Kinect, you know, that wasn't on the 360, like on the PC and all that stuff. I kind of want to see what Kinect 2.0 will do with, with, with the PC. You know, between it and Oculus Rift... I think you'd better get ready for, you know, motion controlling, motion control and virtual reality sticking around. At least sticking around longer than 3D gaming did. That's right, I took a shot at Sony. Yet another thing. Oh, and speaking to that, yeah, they must have, Sony must have given up the ship entirely on 3D, because guess what? Now they're pimping 4K TVs. I've seen three 4K, Sony 4K TV commercials. Really? Yeah, three. Di- I'm saying three different ones. You know, I mean, you see them 87 times when you watch an hour show usually, but yeah, I'm sure it's some ungodly price, like 
$30,000 or some silly shit like that. But <laughs> Probably. I don't know. I watched Saber Private Ryan the other, again the other night on MHD. Sound turned up, and it doesn't need to get any better. You know, there's those go-to movies that the cinematics I really love, or they, they, they express something that I never thought would be captured that great on film, like the chaos of the first 25 minutes of Saving Private Ryan. Um, and you can make it fucking 6K. I just, <laughs> you know, <laughs> unless I can interactively wander around on the battlefield while Tom Hanks is struggling up the beach, it, it's not going to get any better to me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. So there you go. If you'd like to give us your thoughts or opinions or just scream at us or scream at me because I think I pretty much trashed every segment's fanboys and then some and media. Uh, we have a ton of ways you can get in touch with us. I think the first will do the social media stuff. We have a Facebook. It's Waterpot Online. Shoot us a friend request unless you're an obvious spammer or bot. We'll accept it. We have Twitter. It's at Wonderpot Online, all one word. Um, this podcast itself is hosted in a number of places. The first place is iTunes. That's right, you can find us on iTunes. If you do not like iTunes, you can find us at archive.org. In both places, just search Wonderpod or dig through the store. You'll you'll find us. It's becomes readily apparent fairly soon. We're in the basement, third door from the left. Um, on top of that, if you don't like MP3s, we have a website. It's called wonderpodonline.com. It's wonderpodonline.com. Not too much going on there. A little wrestling wrestling podcast on there, BWF Radio, as well as this podcast. And the neat feature in that is when I post this to the website, it has an embedded player. So you can listen there. No muss, no fuss. Uh, we have YouTube channels, 36Wii YouTube channel, the WonderPod Online YouTube channel, the Glacier YouTube channel, just all kinds some funny videos. Maybe some were even intentionally funny. Um, and if none of that works for you, we have an email address. It's wonderpotonline at gmail.com. Wonderpotonline at gmail.com. And speaking of that, if we get any more funny spam mail, I'm going to start reading it on the show. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter if you'd like. It's at O-R-I-G-I-M. Or you can follow John on Twitter. At John Keough, J-O-N-K-E-H-O-E. Glycinator, what did you post on Twitter last week? I posted a Ben Franklin, Benjamin Franklin quote about criticism. I thought it was very apt for last week. He had two or three that I'm aware of that, about criticism that were astounding and great, and I imagine that either one of them applied damn well some 200 years yeah. later. To I'll, go, I'll go Google it real quick. Okay. While he's Googling that, until episode 163, I am Bruce McGee. I'm off to eat a sandwich. See you, people. Cheers. All right, here it is. I'll read my, my Boston accent. All right. Any fool can criticize, condemn, and complain, and most most fools do. Benjamin Mother F. And Franklin. <laughs> Peace. Uh, that's going to be one of the better endings to the Word show. Word out, G. Throw down my $100 bills with my face on them. What? <laughs> 